You are listening to the Passion City Church podcast. To learn more about Passion City Church, including our gathering times in Atlanta and Washington, D.C., visit us online at passioncitychurch.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Louis Giglio. This message is called The Power of a Transformed Mind. The Power of a Transformed Mind. Your mind is the most important thing about you. Your life is built by a series of things that you do, decisions that you make. But the things that you do, that we do, and the decisions that we make are informed by the way that we think. Therefore, the most important thing about you is what you think. What you think about you, what you think is possible, what you think about God, and what you think he has for your life. The power of a transformed mind. The way Paul wrote it in Romans 12, verse 2, is he he gives us this challenge. He says, do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, remember, again, this isn't something that you do one time in life or in one season of life. This is a process. This is a daily opportunity for you and me. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So what Paul is setting up for us is a situation where we're either going to be conformed to the pattern of this world, shaped into the mold of the way this world functions, or we're going to be transformed by the renewing of our minds and become the person that God is intending us to be. And interestingly, in this text, there is no middle ground. There's no neutral in life. I think a lot of us live like there is. It wasn't a really great day. It wasn't a terrible day. I'm not really living like hell, but I'm maybe not really living fully for God either. Kind of like on coast mode, but there is no coast mode. There's no neutral in life. C.S. Lewis said it this way. There is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God and counterclaimed by Satan. In other words, every thought, every morning, every day, every opportunity, every step, every place is contested space. And in that space, you and I are either going to gravitate toward the way the world thinks, or we're going to renew our minds into the way that God thinks. We're going to be conformed to the pattern of this world, and we're going to talk like, think like, look like this world, or we're going to be renewed with the mind of Christ, and we're going to talk like, think like, live like Christ himself would live. And this is the opportunity for you and me. And what's powerful about it is no one can stop you. No circumstance, no past, no failure, nobody's opinion. Nobody can stop you from renewing your mind. So today's message, there is no out. There is no moment where we say, well, I would do that, but no, you have the power through Christ to change the way you think. And when you change the way you think, trust me, it's going to change the way you live. And you can do that through the power of Christ today. And nobody can stop you. No economy can stop you. No meltdown can stop you. Nothing can stop you. No, no voice from the past. Nobody else's opinion can stop you. So today you have an opportunity to change 
your life and to start down the road to having a transformed mind. This word transformed in the Greek is the word metamorphosis, a word that we know well. It's the picture of the butterfly, right? Can you see that today? You can change your life. God is inviting you to transform your self by the renewing of your mind. You can come from wherever and fly in beauty. You can come from whatever death and process and change and morph, if you will, by the power of the Holy Spirit into something beautiful and amazing. You have the power to live a different kind of life. That word metamorphosis, it's made up of two things. Meta, word that we're hearing a lot now, which means change after being with. And morphu, which means changing form and keeping with inner reality. Now, what is all of that about? It's simply this. It's understanding that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you're a new creation. That's the first renewing of the mind. I am not the old me. I'm not just flesh and blood. I'm not just a product of my environment. I'm not just to chip off the old block. I'm born again. I'm saved, brought from death to life by Jesus Christ. I am a brand new creation in him. Therefore, I've got a new destiny, a new identity, new possibility, new power. I've got a new plan. I'm in God's will. And I'm going to live my life in such a way, Paul said, to show the will of God for my life, a good and a perfect plan that God has for my life. I'm going to live in that. If you're saved today, something has happened to you. And Paul's at chapter 12 now, but I'm telling you, he's unpacked some amazing stuff. Along the way, he said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, comma, being justified freely by the gift of his grace in Christ Jesus. He said, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He wrote, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. He said, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. He said, God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He's been dropping bombs for 11 chapters. And then he gets to this chapter and he says, do you understand that you've been invited into this story? Do you understand that God has invited you into the salvation story? And when you said yes by faith in Jesus Christ to a new relationship with God, you became a brand new creature. Therefore, renew your mind to who you are and renew your mind to what God has done. God's will has changed you through faith in Christ into a new creature, united with Jesus, amen, filled with the Spirit, anybody, purposed on earth and destined for heaven. That's who you are. You, by God's will, have been changed through faith in Christ into a new creature. You're united with Jesus. You are filled with the Spirit. You are purposed on earth and destined for heaven. Renew your mind to who you are and where you're headed in life. So what does the transformed mind look like? A few things to help us calibrate and gravitate in God's direction today. Number one, the transformed mind is grateful. The pattern of this world is entitlement. That's why everybody's so impatient. 
That's why we're never happy with what we got. That's why we're always looking at what somebody else got. That's why we can't take time to stop and say, thank you so much. I appreciate this. I am so grateful. You say grateful for what? Grateful that I'm woven in to the story of God's grace. Grateful that I'm not under wrath, but somehow I got included in mercy. That's the way he starts this chapter. He says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, This is your spiritual act of worship. Some translations say, this is the most reasonable thing you can do. In other words, we are living now with a renewed mind that says, I'll tell you one thing, I didn't deserve it, but I got it. I didn't earn it, but I received it. I could never merit it, but God was gracious enough to deposit into me a brand new story. Therefore, I'm gonna be marked by gratitude. The transformed mind is grateful. It it walks around looking for ways to say thank you. It moves through life looking for ways to say, I appreciate this. It wakes up in the morning and says, I haven't even gotten out of bed yet, but thank you, God, that I'm alive and I'm in a story and I have possibility and I'm united with you. Thank you that I, by your will and my faith in Christ, am united with Jesus, filled with the Spirit. I got a purpose on earth today and I'm ultimately destined for heaven. I am grateful, God. I'm grateful. So therefore, I'm going to move in gratitude. I'm not moving through life entitled. I'm moving and I'm grateful. Paul understood this. He, he saw it even in this doxology that sets up chapter 12. He ends this text where he, he's, he's just thinking about how God and his sovereign plan could somehow invite all of us through faith in Christ into a brand new story. And he stops and has a praise break all by himself. Imagine writing this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He's writing a letter to the Romans and he says, oh my goodness, it's just overwhelming. And he says, oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, exclamation point. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths are beyond tracing out. So don't even try to put him under your microscope because it's impossible for the human mind to fully understand the ways of God. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? He never asked anybody. He never Googled anything. He's never looked anything up. He's never read a book or an article. He never discovered anything. He never had an aha moment. The light bulb never came on. He never had to consult anybody about anything at any time in eternity. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who gave him advice? Or who has ever given to God that God should repay him? For from God and through God and to God are all things. To God be the glory forever! Exclamation point. Amen. I'm telling you, imagine Paul writing this 
with a band of brothers around. There's no sermon. There's no message. There's no amplification. It's just Holy Spirit putting words on a page through the pen of Paul. And he's like, whoa, are you kidding me? To God be the glory forever. Amen. I came from him. I move and breathe through him. My destiny is in him. To God be glory forever. In view of his mercy, you can have it all. I want to live a grateful life. And that spills over. You, you see people and you are grateful for the smallest things in life. And that kind of gratitude is contagious and it's reflective of the king. Second, the transformed mind is secure. Man, if we, we ever needed more security, now is the time. And I'm not talking about physical protection. I'm talking about a heart that knows who it is. I'm talking about navigating social media, understanding who we are, not conforming to the pattern of the world, waiting for the the crowd to tell us who we are, but understanding that the cross is already spoken and the cross told us who we are. He said, I got God's mercy in view. I keep God's mercy in view. It's not, a, it's not a good Friday thing for me. It's a everyday thing for me. I got God's mercy in view. I understand what God did for me. I understand what I wanna now offer back to God, but I know the price that was paid. And, and I know that being informed by the cross, hello, I am loved, I am chosen, I am forgiven, I am holy, I am included, and I am secure. The transformed mind is secure. I am a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. Therefore, I'm moving through life under the power of these seven words. I am who he says I am. See, the world is all about flesh. And that flesh has got to be fed. And we all understand that. We understand that appetite. It's the appetite that Paul unpacked a few pages back in chapter 8 when he said in verse 5, those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds, there's our word, they have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. See, the the conformed mind is a, is a fleshly mind, and what that fleshly mind is doing is asking this temporary world to fill up the needs in our life. That's what the world is all about. It's looking to the world to be satisfied by the world. It's looking to other people in the world to comment on who we are. It's looking to success or accomplishment or relationship or status to say, tell me who I am. But the renewed mind says, in view of God's mercy, I already know who I am. I'm already chosen. I'm already loved. I'm already forgiven. I'm already made holy. I'm already included with God and I'm secure with him. I dropped my anchor 
in the cross of Christ. And nothing can change who I am. He goes on to say, you, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit. Anybody want to say amen to that? If the spirit of God lives in you, that's the question today. Does the spirit of God live in you? And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if, these ifs are big today, if Christ is in you. See, that's the question today. Not simply, are you in church? The question is, is Christ in you? And if Christ is in you, then you get the inheritance of everything we're talking about today. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. See, this is the renewed mind. This is the new mindset. This is thinking God's way. Thirdly, the transformed mind loves others. I say it a different way. The transformed mind is others focused. The conformed mind, the world's mind, the, 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 the needs and desires and the wants of the flesh mind just uses others to get what it wants. But the transformed mind sees others as God sees them and loves them as God loves them. Paul puts this in action a few verses down in verse 9. He says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil and cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. And never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, and share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. In other words, don't puff yourself up and push yourself into view. Think about other people and think about how you can serve them. He comes down to the very end in verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Love and move to bless people. The transformed mind looks for opportunities to bless people. It doesn't move out in the day going, man, I hope I get blessed today. It moves out going, I'm so blessed today. I got a lot of blessings. So I'm looking for somebody who needs a little blessing today. I got such a touch from God today. When I renewed my mind to truth, I am so right with myself and right with God that I can move out and speak to people and speak life and truth and blessing and encouragement over people today. I'm just moving out today saying, I got enough and I am enough. Hello, I have enough and I am enough because I'm secure and I'm in included with God, invited into the story. Therefore, I'm just looking for anybody who doesn't have enough or know they're already enough because God saw them and loved them and gave his son for them. 
So I'm moving out, others focused. It's a transformed mind that does that, by the way. It's the renewing of our mind to the person of Christ through the power of the Spirit that does that. A few um, months back, after COVID was kind of winding down, I went to speak at an event in Texas. The first thing I'd done, I think, first time I'd been on a plane maybe to go speak somewhere in a minute. And it was a leadership event, but mostly it was online, few people in the building, but all of us speakers were there. And one of the other speakers was John Maxwell. I don't know if you know who John Maxwell is or not. I guess that's dumb of me to ask. Just look at the bookstore in the airport the next time you're in there, and you'll see the 100 leadership books authored by John Maxwell. This guy is a legend and someone I respect a lot. He's a little bit older than me and uh, he was speaking in the session after mine. So we're kind of jetting out to, to get to the airport. He's going into his session. There's about a five minute overlap in the hallway and he's right there. And I'm not normally the guy that's gonna go up before somebody speaks and be like, hi, I just have never met you before, but can I, you know, but I thought, I don't know, I'm gonna take my shot right here. That's John Maxwell. And, I'm going for it. And I walked up and I said, hi, um, Mr. Maxwell, I'm Louis Giglio. And it's such an honor to meet you. Um, you've had a huge impact on my life. And he's like, oh, so great to meet you and have a little moment. And then I don't know why, but I thought I'm gonna, I, you know, I'm here. I might as well go for it. And I just said, I, can I ask you a question? I've never done this in my life. I don't know where this came from, but he said, sure. I said, uh, what is the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning? I was looking at myself like. <laughs> but then I thought it was a pretty good question. He said, well, Louie, I mean, just like that. Didn't even hesitate. He said, well, Louie, I wake up really early. I get a cup of coffee and I go down to my study and I open the word of God and I read God's word. And when I finish reading God's word, every single day I ask this question. What can I do today? to bring value to someone else's life. I cannot tell you how many days since that day, that question has come through my thought process. What can I do today? Not to get value from the patterns of this world, to get shaped by this world to such a degree that I gotta have more of it to make me feel like I have a purpose and a reason. No, what can I do today to add value from my renewed mind and life into somebody else's life today? It's waking up going, it's not all about me today. I'm just available to you, Lord. Like you were available to me, I wanna be available to other people. I am enough and I have enough. Therefore, I wanna do what Jesus did. I wanna be available to people today in any way that you want me to. I'm telling you, if you wanna see a change in your attitude and your outlook and, and everything else about you, just lean into the idea of blessing other people. You're like, how do I bless people? Just by blessing them, speak something kind over them, speak something true over them, encourage them, find out a way that you can help them. Look in the seams and see if there's a way you can do something kind for them. It's just as simple as being available to God. Number four, the transformed mind is alert. I'm gonna just hit these kind of quickly. The conformed mind is in a coma. Oh, it may look awake and be buzzing around with a lot of activity, but the conformity of this world's pattern puts us to sleep. And a lot of us have dozed off. But Paul is telling us, be alert. 
The transformed mind knows what time it is. A few verses down in chapter 13, verse 11. And do this understanding the present time. Can you say that with me? The present time. Do you know what time it is? You will not know what time it is if you are simply being shaped by this world's way of thinking, being driven by an appetite to get from this world what you truly can only have satisfied by God. But if you are renewing your mind in Christ, you're walking under the control of the Spirit of God, you're going to be more alert to God's calendar and time for your life. You're going to be in moments, present in moments, and you're going to be able to function in God's will in moments because your mind is renewed. You're not going to be the leaf floating down the river. You're going to be the the boulder that's thrown into the lake and the ripples come out because you know what time it is. He says, the hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because your salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. How cool is that? You're a day closer to heaven than you were yesterday. You're a year closer to heaven maybe than when you put your faith in Jesus. Heaven's getting closer every time you inhale and exhale. Heaven's getting closer. He said, you got to wake up to that reality. You got to come out of the slumber and be awake. He said, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. The transformed mind is confident. I love this. The transformed mind is a mindset of victory. I love how he ends this book coming down to chapter 16. He's saying all of his greetings, a whole bunch of them all the way down. And then he gets down to verse 20, right before he says his final goodbyes. He says, oh, in verse 20, he slips this in like a missile. It says, the God of peace. Hey guys, just want to let you know, it's crazy out there. I need you to live awake. I need you to be alert. I need you to know who you are. I need you to walk in your identity. I need you to be others focused. I need you to live a grateful life, a life of worship and surrender. And there's all kinds of crazy happening in Rome. But here's his call to them. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Don't you love that? Oh yeah, he's, he's a gentle-hearted God for sure. But don't make the mistake of forgetting that you have the victory if you are in Christ. Christ wins, people. His word prevails. His character will be untarnished. And his throne is established forever. And you're in that story. You're like, well, it surely doesn't look like I'm in any story right now, Louis. Everything's upside down. It feels like life's crushing me right now. So how am I supposed to live confident when everything's cloudy and confusing and it looks like everything's gone off the rails and I'm supposed to have a renewed mind and roll into this chaos and go, well, let's just be confident because the mindset that is transformed is a mindset of victory. I'm just going to proclaim victory. And there is no victory, Louis. It's all a mess. You know, I had this amazing insight that I'd never seen before studying around Good Friday and Easter weekend. And it was of the thief that was on the cross next to Jesus, the one who got invited into paradise in his last breath, the one that got saved by Jesus' last breath. 
Today you will be with me in paradise. Imagine living your whole life rebellious, doing your own thing, going your own way, getting caught, getting convicted, and getting executed, and getting executed next to the Savior of the world. But I was thinking about these guys going to Calvary. They didn't bring them in Ubers like one by one. They went in a pack. They all walked through the streets to the outskirts of Jerusalem in a pack. And we don't know how many got executed that day. Whether it was three, we know that for sure. We don't know if it was a dozen or dozens. We just know that Jesus had been beat up so bad, he couldn't carry the crossbeam all the way and he stumbled on the way. And I wonder if that thief that was gonna end up next to him was a few guys ahead or a few guys behind. And he's like, look at that guy, can't even make it with his beam. And he's trying to get there with his and he knows I got a few steps to go and a few hours to live and then I get what I had coming to me. And then all of a sudden he realizes the guy on the road, the guy stumbling down that couldn't carry the beam is that guy. And that guy is God. And I'm going to take my shot. Would you remember me when you come into your kingdom today? The whole time, this guy's life is a wreck. And he might be thinking, God is nowhere near me. But God was walking on the road beside him, intending to save him the whole time. He was right there. See, the renewed mind is confident even in the process when the process is chaos. And the renewed mind is confident in the ultimate outcome. Are you confident today? Or are you moving through life conformed to the patterns of this world with so much skepticism and doubt. I don't know, I don't know how it's gonna all turn out. Or are you going, no, I'm confident today how it's gonna turn out. The God of peace is gonna soon crush Satan underneath my feet. That's how it's gonna turn out. Everything may go hay haywire before that, but that's how it's all gonna turn out. I was laughing with some friends this week about giving the indescribable talk, a talk that I've given on every continent uh, tons of times. A it's a talk about stars and galaxies and how big the cosmos is, but it ends with the creator of the cosmos, Jesus, hanging on a cross for you and me. And I'm in an arena on another continent giving this message. The lights are down so that people can see the images on this massive LED screen behind me. And there's just a, a, a light over here where I'm speaking and can't really see anybody in the crowd. And about a third of the way into the talk, there's a guy up in the top up here and he goes, what about Jesus? I think he, they'd come to, you know, protest or something. And I've given a lot of talks in my life and I've seen a lot of crazy stuff happen and I'm kind of getting up there in years. And so I, I tried to do my best to just go to my next point. So I didn't even look up and I just said, boom, next sentence. Went right on with my talk and in my back of my mind, I'm like, well, that was crazy. And um, about two thirds of the way through, either the guy has moved or his buddy over here in this section 
What about Jesus? And this time I just paused and I, I said, if you just give me one moment, I went right back into the next sentence because I knew that in nine minutes, Jesus was gonna be as big as you've ever seen him before, depicted in a painting, hanging on a cross on a 70 foot wide LED screen. And the gospel was gonna be proclaimed and Jesus was gonna be in view. And so I just kept going, kept going and kept going. And then I said, you wanna see the next thing, see how far out it is? And I went, boom. Jesus, I never even looked over there and I never even looked up there, but I knew the whole time I'm good on the what about Jesus thing because I got the biggest Jesus you've ever seen coming in just a couple more paragraphs. And I'm asking you, are you good today? Knowing that in a few more paragraphs, the God of peace is gonna crush Satan underneath your feet that your story, whatever it looks like in this moment, is gonna end up swallowed up in the victory story of Jesus if you're truly in Christ and Christ is in you. See, I didn't have to say to the guy after the second time, I didn't have to go, hey, will you just pipe down up there in section 208? What is wrong with you anyway? If you'll just give me like a few minutes here, I'm gonna preach about Jesus. In fact, I'm preaching about Jesus already because he created everything we're looking at right now. But if you just give me a couple of minutes, you're gonna see Jesus bigger than you've ever seen Jesus. So what about Jesus? He's coming. I didn't have to flex. Because I knew what was coming. And I think that when we live out of our appetite and ask the world to meet it, when we get into the way of thinking of this world and stop immersing ourselves in a gospel-driven, resurrection-fueled story, of a sovereign God who somehow invited us in that we got included. And all of a sudden, defeat and doubt creep in. And they steal away our joy and peace. And God is saying, you can live with the power of a renewed mind, a mind that is grateful and secure, that is others focused, that is alert and awake, that is confident in who Jesus is. I'm telling you, the most powerful thing in your life is right here not the power of positive thinking, although there is power in that apparently. The power of spirit-informed truth in Christ that transforms you by the renewing 
of your mind. You can start a path to a new life right now and see metamorphosis happen as God's spirit changes you from the inside out. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at passioncitychurch.com or download the Passion Movement app. And again, thanks for listening to the Passion City Church Podcast.